Marketing Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Barker. Today, I have with me Arak Snellbandian, the Director of Digital Marketing at TinWeb, an automated WordPress platform powered by Google Cloud. Her areas of expertise include digital marketing and growth hacking. On this episode, we'll discuss how new agencies can stand out among their competitors. However, before we talk to Arax, I wanted you to know that you can always reach out to my team if you ever need to boost your brand's visibility. We offer services such as content marketing, influencer marketing, online PR, SEO, and more. To contact us, you can visit our website at shanebarker.com. That's S-H-A-N-E-B-A-R-K-E-R.com. And now that we got that covered, let's start our conversation with Arax. You guys, hey, what's going on? Shane here, excited about, we got a rocks here. She's actually from 10web.io. You guys have an amazing platform. I've uh, been looking at it for the last few months. I know we've been trying to reach out to get in contact with you guys about doing the interview and you guys finally had some time. So I appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you, Shane, for the introduction. And also thank you for nice words about the product as well. I'm happy to uh, be here. I hope we'll have a great chat today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. You guys are doing something that uh, I wish I would have met you guys a few years ago when we were moving over uh, from our WordPress to the, the current WordPress. It was not an easy process. So when I found out what yeah. you guys do and, the, the, and how you guys have made it like almost ridiculously simple, simple to be able to do, I was excited about the interview. But the way I always like to start the podcast off is I like to be able to get to know the person that we're interviewing a little bit, right? If we could better, better understand their background, what they've done. Um, I don't want to give it away, but I know you've been doing the WordPress thing for a long time. You are, are definitely a pro at it. Um, I could understand where you're working for the company. After I, I looked your background up, I was like, wow, somebody's been doing this a long time. So excited about the interview. So why don't you tell the audience, just kind of give us a little background and stuff. Like, where did you grow up? Sure. Actually, I, I was born in L.A. Uh, and then moved back to Armenia, where my parents are from. And I've been uh, like back and forth. And uh, basically, I've got my education here. I uh, have like uh, my major is more in management, in finances. But somehow my um, patient was in marketing and uh, I started working in market- marketing very early after graduating. So uh, that's where my heart was. <laughs> It's kind of funny how the, the different things we do. And that's, I always ask people, we'll ask you later about your degree and all that. But it's funny how people take, like you start off this way and then you make a right or a left-hand turn and it has, you know, not nothing yeah. to do with your degree, but it's, you know, sometimes life takes you in different directions. So, so how big was your, was your family growing up? Uh, well, uh, not that uh, big, I guess we were like um, uh, my parents, my sister and um, uh just uh, like uh, my, my grandma, we were just about five people. Okay, so nothing nothing too, too big. Big enough, but not not too crazy yeah. big. Yeah, I was, I'm always intrigued. I always ask people and try to find out once again how big their families are because it just kind of gives me, you know, if you had any, you know, a crazy amount of brothers and sisters that drove you crazy when you were young, you know, it just kind of gives us a better idea of, of who <laughs> you are. So what about any interesting facts, anything fun or interesting about where you grew up or, you know, about the town you grew up in or anything about your family? Oh, well, uh, basically, in um, my opinion, like uh, Armenia is quite small, but it's quite interesting. And um, the most interesting thing for me is that uh, no matter how small it is, it uh, has very like a uh, beautiful countryside and you can always discover new places. And I always love to uh, go and discover new places with family, with friends. So uh, probably that's <laughs> the main thing that I uh, can tell right now. Yeah, I tell you, I, I've um, I haven't been there myself, but I've definitely I do a lot of traveling, and I've had 
I've talked to numerous people that say, that say nothing but good things about Armenia. So that's, it's definitely on my top 10 list. So I'll have to come out and say hi. So are you, you're, are you currently there right now? Yes, I am. Awesome. Awesome. And I did see that you were, were you, did you go to school in Berkeley or what did you, or you just, did you have a place there? Uh, no, because uh, I uh, go back and forth through U.S. and Armenia. I um, used to be there for work and live there for a while. But uh, like now because of pandemic, I prefer to be with the family and here. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Everybody wants to be close to family. At least I'm glad you're able to get out of town. I know there was some, I have friends of mine yeah. that were traveling internationally that got stuck in airports that weren't able to come back to the U.S. Um, and so, you know, some of them were in really nice places that I'm sure they didn't mind getting stuck, right? You don't mind getting stuck in an exotic location yeah. for a month or two. Um, and then what was your, what was your degree in college? You went to school in Armenia, correct? Uh, yes, uh, I do have bachelor's degree and I also do have master's degree. I did my major in bachelor's uh, in management uh, and then I moved to like finances. I don't know why I used to work in bank at that time because I was combining my master's with working. So that was like uh, seemed to be a right decision at that time. <laughs> but very quickly, even after, uh, before I graduated, I moved into marketing in working part. That's, that's funny. Yeah. I finance, but that's not a bad, you know, I think it's like people that, that did like, you know, English and they're like, well, I don't know why English and, but I'm like in marketing finance could make sense. Right. I mean, there's some people that, Hey, when it comes down to the numbers I mean, people who might be great at marketing, but not good at sales or numbers. So it's nice that you have a, a nice mix of both. Um, and then when you graduated college, what was your first job out of college? And you had said that you'd worked at a bank at one point. What about any other? What was your first job out of college? Yeah, actually, the bank was my first job right after I got my bachelor diploma. I went to I worked at a, at a local bank for about five years. Uh, I started with like a call center and then I moved to the marketing. Uh, I combined it with uh, my master's. So I was doing uh, both uh, master's and working and um yeah, I, I probably stayed there for about five years. Gotcha, gotcha. So your master's, now nobody can see you because this is a podcast, but you look very young. Did you like get your master's at, at age 12 or something? You look... <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I'm not that young. I'm 30. Uh, and I got my, but though I got my master's uh, when I was, uh, I think I was only 22. Two, uh, because I went to the college very early um, uh, at the age of 19. I graduated from uh, the, my, I got my bachelor's degree when I was 19. And then I uh, skipped a year just to find a job and work a bit. And then I went to master's. Awesome. Awesome. So you had, a, that's awesome. I was wondering, I was like, you, you just look very young. Once again, that's awesome. You're going to, um, and so when you talk about marketing, cause I want to touch on that a little bit. Um, your background obviously was in the beginning, wasn't marketing, but then you jumped into marketing. Like, how did you, what, what intrigued you to get into the marketing side of things? Actually, I knew that I want to go to marketing. Uh, it was probably the second year of school uh, because so we had a great marketing um, lecturer and uh, he was working and uh, in the marketing field and he was also teaching us and um, I was very inspired and I really liked doing like case studies, uh, group works and I knew that's what I wanted to do. Uh, it just happened so that it was uh, not very very easy to get a marketing job right away, just without any experience. So um, I started with a call center because it was like a policy of the bank that you need to start in customer care or call center to know the products of, that the uh, company is offering. So then you can move to the marketing. So I did that for a year and then the position was opened and I moved to the marketing position. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. I actually think it's a great move. I, you know, I always talk about people working at call centers or working in the service industry, someplace where you're working with people. Right. And I think it's always good to have that yeah. as a foundation because it's, then you understand, you know, customer service and you understand when, you know, other people calling in and, and psychology and working with people. So I think that's good. I've, I told my son in the beginning, I was like, I want you to work at fast food. And he's like, yeah, why is like, It's not great money. And I'm yeah, but it's not always about the money. Right, really, it really comes down yeah. to is the experience that you can get from that, and and that's can that can be invaluable. So I think that's awesome. That's awesome. You had that experience. I actually also most people don't know this about me. I actually worked in a call center uh, back in the day as well, um, not for a long period of time because I wasn't really great at it. I mean, I was pretty good on the phone, but I really didn't enjoy what I was doing. I was calling for mortgage stuff, and I always felt bad bothering people. Um, so I wasn't super excited about the product necessarily. So I probably would have been a little more motivated at that time. But I do think it helps with, once again, with working with people and, and having a good mouthpiece with, uh, you know, once again, that kind of that happens over time naturally. So, I mean, we want to talk about, because you obviously have a, a pretty extensive uh, background when it comes to agencies. I wanted to talk about um, the cultures of agencies and kind of what you've seen over the last, you know, like I said, you've been doing this for almost what, 11 years, at least been graduated from college for 11 years. So you have a good amount of history there. So tell us a little bit about what you think about the agency cultures and, and how it's changed over the last probably, you know, since you've been uh, uh, jumping into, uh, since well, since you've been working with the company you're currently with. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I worked in uh, different agencies throughout these years, and um, I've noticed a lot of changes th- uh, during these years. And the most thing that at the beginning, like um, about five, six years ago, I was noticing that agencies were more focusing on getting more clients and just uh, they. It, it seemed like they have template for each, for all the clients and they were providing services based on that template. Maybe in, uh, based on the digital marketing, it was like not th- that fast growing like it is now. It, it was new. It was way easier to like get exposure for your customers uh, through, for example, social media. And uh, but nowadays, I feel like uh, agencies pay more attention what uh, clients they take on, how they treat their clients, understanding the uh, quality of the product that the client is offering. Because uh, I remember, like uh, back in um, like a couple of years ago, um, a lot of agencies were just uh, not. diving deep enough into the product of the client and they that what they were trying to sell and and in my opinion in that case the uh, advertising or the SEO or anything uh, regarding the marketing wasn't that authentic and uh, you uh, they weren't able to advertise it well enough nowadays they pay more attention to it which I think is great yeah I agree I think there's you know, I think what happens, especially during, you know, the pandemic, I think you, you know, it's like you really have to take care of the customers that you have, right? I mean, I think that's such an important thing that people don't realize it's always about getting more, getting more, getting more, but it's, well, what about taking care of the people that you currently have? And I think that's yeah. kind of a, a lost start a lot of the times is people kind of forget that like, hey, they just pay their bill monthly, but you really need to appreciate those people, right? Because at the end of the day, that's the foundation of your business. And, you know, I've seen this in real estate because um, I've done real estate in the past with like fixing and flipping properties, which is a whole nother podcast conversation. But, um, you know, the thing is, is I realize that like with real estate agents, like if you don't take care of the people that have purchased from you, and that means over time, mm-hmm. then you're not going to get referrals, right? If you're just like, oh, on to the next one and who really cares? It's like, you really want to, you know, I think it's in any business, you want to make sure you take care of the people that are taking care of you. And I think, um, I think that's important. I think that's absolutely important. So if you were to, you know, let's say if we're talking to agencies, like talking to new agencies that are out there, um, how can they currently stand out, right? Because I mean, obviously you feel like there's there's saturation. I mean, there's always a lot of agencies and more people are starting yeah. agencies, especially because I think with COVID and everything, say, hey, I'm just going to go do my own thing because I don't have a job. 
Um, I mean, how do you think, what would you recommend for two new agencies to be able to like, uh, I guess, stand out from the crowd? Yeah, uh, I think you uh, gave kind of the key that uh, customers are very important and the agencies need to care for their customers as well, as well as the customers that the clients get. And I was recently actually writing an article for our blog about referral programs. Uh, and I think that it's an interesting approach because a lot of software uh, platforms use uh, referral programs. Like we have a, a great like um, success stories like Dropbox, PayPal and other big names but a lot of agencies don't do that and it uh, i think that they can implement a, an interesting referral uh, marketing uh, strategy for uh, getting more customers because we have great statistics that uh, referred customers stay longer they refer more customers and uh, actually but uh, in the like um, it needs to be done only if you have great relationship with their customers so you need to appreciate that as well you need to care first of all yeah, I love that. I mean, I think that is so important. And we, you know, I do a lot of um, consulting right now for the SBA Small Business Administration because of the COVID and helping people, businesses that need help. And that's one of my biggest things is I tell people like, hey, really, at the end of the day, like you, you have your current Rolodex of people. And if you've taken care of them, you can get more business from them and you can get referrals from them. And I think people sometimes miss out on, on how important that is. Like you spend all this money to get these people in the door. And then you got to keep them happy. And then if they're really happy, then they'll naturally be advocates for your brand or you can ask for referrals. And so I, I do a lot of that with my current clients. Once again, SBA related, I'm going in and saying, hey, like, what's, let's look at your Rolodex, right? If you've treated them right, then they'll treat you right. And especially now when there's a big movement for, you know, buy local and support local and all that kind of stuff. I think it's important. And I think you don't realize how important it is until you go look at your Rolodex and you're like, oh, maybe I didn't treat everybody as well as I should have. And so now it's kind of a, a you know, a moment of, of, of a situation where they look at it and they go, man, maybe I got to treat these next, this next round a lot better. I think that makes total sense. So in your opinion, like what are some of the mistakes that new agencies, um, you know, that they make when they're, when they're talking about doing like building the name for themselves? Like, what do you think some of the mistakes that you've seen over the years, like when they first start off that you're like, Oh, don't do that. And then they go and do it. And you're like, Oh man, so many agencies are doing that. Yeah. I think the biggest uh, mistake that I've noticed that uh, when um, people decide to uh, find an agency, they go for every client that they can get, uh, which is good because every um, everyone wants to make money. Uh, but in the end, uh, you need to understand whether you can provide something valuable for that client, whether you can give them the service that they want, and uh, whether you are compatible as a client in an agency. And you need to do an interview and understand what their needs are for. And if you see that you maybe you are not good, for example, in this field, you haven't ever worked, for example, you said real estate with real estate companies don't do that at the beginning because you can screw up and you can get bad reviews at the beginning just try to um, choose the companies that you really can help and you can really uh, provide them good service yeah i think good service is the key right that's really what it comes down to i always just tell people like you got to think about how you want to be treated and that's how you should treat people i mean really or even better the next level to that is i always say how would you treat your mom assuming that you like your mom right so if yeah. you how would you treat your mom like i i tell my doctor that i'm saying hey doctor like or, or you know somebody i'm going to invest in something and i say would you have your mom invest in this and that for me is an answer. If they go, yeah. no, I wouldn't. Then I'm like, okay, then why would I invest if you don't want like, you don't, you know, put your mom at risk. So that's, I, and the same with my doctors. I'll say, Hey, like, what would you, what would you tell your mom? What would you recommend that your mom be? He's like, I recommend my mom do this. 
Okay, great. Then I'm going to go ahead and do that too, right? Because I want to, you know, I'm assuming that they care about their mom and hopefully they do. I guess I should probably ask if they care about their mom before I ask that second question, but makes sense. Thanks, Arox. It's been a fun conversation and I'm sure our listeners now know how to make their agencies stand out. To our listeners, we're going to wrap up this segment at this point. However, on our next episode, Arox joins us again to discuss data-driven marketing and how your brands can leverage it. Stay tuned to the next episode of the Marketing Growth Podcast.